started happening from there. I, uh, were you living in an apartment at this time, or was this in a house? Or No, this was a trailer. This was my grandmother had passed away there, and uh, this was her trailer. And where was this at? What city? Uh, Flatwoods, Kentucky. In Kentucky. And did you spend most of your life in Kentucky, or...? Yes, I've been born and raised here. Okay, so you've basically been there all your life. Uh-huh. Was that a history of anything like this happening with your grandmother or anywhere else in the family at a, at a different time? It went from my grandmother, and then it went to my mother, and it's just been on down the line. We've all had our own dealings with the paranormal, and we all just deal with what we could deal with and do it yeah. together. So are are people in your family, are they kind of psychic? You know, that sixth sense? Yes. Um, yeah. My mother especially was. And then it passed down to me, and it's passed down to my daughters. Okay. It, just, it goes way down the line. Ah. Uh, Edwin, did you have uh, some questions you wanted to ask of uh, Andrew at this point? Um, not yet, really. I, I'm I'm listening to her childhood with with this. I'm more yeah. interested in, in what's going on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting to that point too. I just want a little bit of history because it kind of helps me out to understand, you know, if it's something that's an attachment where it might fall one person to the next or follow that individual person. Is why I kind of went back a little bit there. It, uh, well, let me let me ask let me ask Angel. Angel, yeah. is this something that happened in a unique location, or is it something that you live with, that you grew up with? It's something I've grown up with. How did you cope with it, let's say, uh, in your formative years? You know, once you're a child, how did you interpret it as a child at first? I think it just come natural. I mean, at first, I didn't know what to do, and I... I was scared, of course, and I just did the best I could, and I I was able to talk to my mom about it, not so much my dad, because my dad just, he didn't understand. Were, were other children around you, I mean, was, was it your assumption that they had the same ability or the same problem, or did you just keep it all to yourself? I had to pretty much keep it all to myself. My brother and my sister, they they didn't have anything like what I did at all. How did that work for you in adolescence? It it wasn't as easy, but I did come in contact with other adolescents that were like me, and we kind of stuck together and helped each other out through it through it all. Was it your inclination to uh, to make contact with these things or to to shun them, to to pray them away, avoid them, whatever? Well, I wanted to understand what was going on and why it was happening. I always investigated everything. Everything I ever saw or heard, I always had to know why. Why was it there? What did you need? How can I help? I've just, I've always been that way. I've never, 
I was scared, like I said at first, but I always investigated it. Well, it's kind, of, it's kind of when when uh, when something throws you or harms you, you kind of have an idea that it's not good. Right. You know that you need to get get rid of it. Uh, I was oh, very. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I was I was very surprised. Uh, I'm writing the book right now, True Hunting Two, and it involves my tenant, who's a Mohawk Indian. And I was very surprised at their philosophies that Indians, uh, he's a native Canadian, uh, but they were taught from childhood about the spirit world. They're they're very educated, unlike our society. Uh, And they don't mind uh, encountering a spirit if they interpret it that it's benign or it's a good spirit. Mm -hmm. They'll, They'll cultivate it. Uh, what they shun, of course, is the dark spirits. It's interpreted to be something negative. But if, if I mean, he, he tells a story where uh, he was embraced, and uh, he wasn't afraid because he said the embrace was a kind embrace. It was not a, a negative, which uh, it kind of blows my mind because, you know, we have ghost hunters in our society, and, and uh, we consider these things such a paranormal event and and the natives basically accept it as part of life. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, pretty uh, much. <laughs> yeah. That's how I that's how I was raised, yeah. Yeah, it's right. part it's part of life. It's it, uh the spirits are there, you respect them at all times. And uh but they grow up believing in it and uh we we don't. I mean the only thing we can do actually is uh you seem to be living in a situation now where you have something negative there, I, I believe, right? Yes. Um, actually, going back to my great-grandmother was a full-blooded Cherokee Indian. Oh, she was. See, I yeah. wondered if there was Indian in the family. Yes. And then my mother she and my grandmother, she was... Um, we just went down the line, and as far as what's going on with me now, May the 13th of 2013, I just went into respiratory failure, and I got put on a ventilator. I woke up, and I'd been in, I'd been in an old, it was a nun's quarter, and I wasn't so much awake at the time, I had an astral projection, and I could see myself. I looked at myself, and when I did, I will never forget that face that just, I think that's what has gotten in or trying to get in now to me, and I'm blocking it out. It's just, um, it's, it's attacking me spiritually now because I know not to let it in. Did, did the Archbishop join us? I don't know, darling. Uh, well, there is somebody from uh, California there. I just don't know if it's uh Yeah, that's, that's, that's it, should be, it should be Archbishop. Yeah. Well, let's just see. Is Archbishop Ron File on the air? Oh, no. Okay, he kind of disappeared again, so maybe he didn't. Uh, okay, that's all right. He'll be on soon. 
sometimes, you know, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll be honest here, I've had him on shows, and he's very prompt. When he says he'll be calling in, if there's not something trying to prevent this man from calling yes. in, he will be there. And if there is, then, well, then that's what it is. He is yes. the most prompt person I've ever met in my life, um, other than being in the military. Uh, so I will say that, and, and, and God knows, and I feel this way. There are forces out there that certainly, certainly do not want somebody trying to help something that they are trying to, you know, put a reckoning ball on. And and we know how dark forces uh, interrupt our daily lives. I mean, you know, you got to understand, people, Satan, that's just perfect. He's the destroyer of souls. Okay? Yeah. That's, you know, that's what he does. Uh, there he is, I think. Hold on. Say again? Yeah, it takes a little bit to unmute them for some reason. It <coughs> screwy. Yeah. Well, they will try to keep certain people apart also. Right, also. Okay. They do. be online now. All right. Hello, so, can you hear me? Hey, good evening, Archbishop Ronfile. How are you, sir? I feel like the person who just walked into the middle of a movie. <laughs> and I have no idea what's going on in the very beginning. <laughs> Oh, oh, we were waiting for you, believe me. <laughs> are we, are we, I was just telling people that I know you're very prompt, and, you know, if something's um, preventing you from calling in, then, then so be it. And that I was telling people that you're probably the most prompt person I've ever met. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, after that, after we talk, started talking just a little bit about how dark forces work against people, then all of a sudden you magically popped in and you were lying. <laughs> So that's a good thing. Uh, and I do thank you for being here today as, as Angel tells her story, uh, Archbishop Files. I think I think it's a story that needs to be told, and hopefully after the story is is told tonight, you and everybody here in, in, on, in Q will be able to weigh in on your opinions of how to make a remedy for the situation and so forth. So that's why I've you know, made this special panel tonight and, and, and so forth. So... Let's get back to you, Angel, if we may. And now you were talking uh, about the haunting with your grandmother, and 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 you, and so forth. Can you just a little bit before we jump forward? Can you go back again and discuss a little bit about what happened with your grandmother? If you, I know, you know, if you remember any of the details with that. Um. Yes. I was at my grandmother's trailer. She had passed away, and the hair dryer kept coming on by itself. And when I would go in to turn it off, something picked me up and just threw me out of the room. When I got up out of the floor, there were boot marks on my legs. Ugh. And we couldn't, I mean, we couldn't figure out. We didn't see anything. All we heard was the hair dryer. And that, how long did this sort of thing happen? I mean, was this a continual thing or just a couple of incidences? Or, you know, what, what's the deal there? Well, from that time, I was 12 years old. And then after that happened, I started noticing things that, I hadn't noticed before, like um, things trying to get my attention and trying to touch me, trying to talk to me, and it just it progressed from there. Yeah. 
Can I say something very quickly? Yeah, sure. Please do. Okay. Uh, I've had my hand up for the past couple of minutes. So I wanted to ask a question. And then it occurred to me, we're on the radio. So you can't <laughs> So how is this supposed to work? Uh, uh, am I supposed to say, um, how do I jump in or do I just wait until the whole story is told? Archbishop, you just tell everybody, shut up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You see, you know, Archbishop, uh, everyone's right. This is a round table. And so, you know, it's really actually okay to interrupt people. Yes. Um, it's what this show is designed for. I'm so, around yeah. a round table. I have a tendency of throwing things across the table. But Go I can't ahead. do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Marsha. I just want to say hi. Hi, how are you? I'm just fine and so happy to be here with you tonight. Oh, well, and I'm just I'm happy to meet pleasure. you. Oh, and same here, too. Uh, it's Angel, isn't it? Yes, it sure is. I have a lot of friends named Angel, but some of them are spiritual, I might add. So uh, that's a good ah. thing. Well, that is. That is, that is a good yeah. thing. I just like the name Angel. Archangel, one angel comes to mind. I'm sure, well, you will uh, agree to this. How about Archangel Michael? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, My best companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, back to you, uh, uh, Archbishop Powell. So you had some questions you wanted to ask of uh, Angel. Ask away. Well, you know, what, what I like to do is find out a little more about the story. Um, yeah. You know, when she started to mention that the uh, washing machine was shut off and things of this nature, like the first question that came to mind is, um, has anyone checked to see whether or not there has been an interruption in the electrical current? But then when she said she was lifted up and thrown out of the room and marks were left, well, then obviously that question wasn't, uh, <laughs> wouldn't be valid. So um, I need to hear more. And so I'm, I'm really interested to hear about this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I guess uh, that would be back to you then, Angel. Okay. Um, I don't even know where to begin. It's <laughs> happened my whole life. Um, from then on, I just, nobody really understood except for my mother. My mother had things happen to her, and uh, she was actually part Cherokee Indian, and mm-hmm. her grandmother was full-blooded Cherokee Indian. Um, in May the 13th, I might be skipping way ahead, of uh, 2013, I just went into respiratory failure. And oh when I did, I came out and I had an astral projection. And when I did... Angel, Angel, before you go any further, and please uh, don't mind me interrupting, okay? Um, okay. How is your physical health? Now, you just mentioned that you had some respiratory problems. Is that what I heard? And yes. um, And I'm wondering what your physical state is as well as your mental state at this point. And when oh, did this I... all happen? When did this all happen? Was it years ago or was it recently? Uh, five years ago. Okay. I saw a shadow person. And, and your physical, how is your physical being? Are, are, do you feel like you're getting weaker? Do you feel more susceptible to 
the disease. I mean, how do you feel? Are, are you in good health right now? No. No, I'm not. I've been, within the past month and a half, I've been in the hospital probably over a month. Oh, my. That sounds serious. So you have a physician then, no doubt, and you see him quite often, don't you? Yes, I do. That's um, wonderful. What was the prognosis? What What did he tell you uh, in regards to your condition? Well, actually, I'm a quadriplegic. Oh, you are? Okay, I didn't know that. I did not know that. Okay, that's very interesting. Okay, I, I, pardon the interruption. I just wanted to get more information. Okay, Angel, well, tell him how that happened. Yeah, exactly. I saw a shadow person that night. And when I did, uh, I was with someone that was abusive, and he just snapped on me. Oh, boy. And when he snapped, he uh, broke my neck. Oh, my. Quadriplegic. And then oh, my. And on this my health. five years ago? Yes, five years oh. ago. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, so, so sorry to hear that. One wonderful thing is that you're able to communicate and share your story, and that's very, very important. It's terrible that there's so much evil in the world, and, and it's so real. I mean, it's it's within our own space, and so we have to acknowledge the point, the fact that it is true and it is real. So, um, okay, I now, now I have a little bit more information, so um, if you don't mind continuing, um, I'll be listening intensely. <laughs> okay. Um, from then on, um, my health was okay up until the past year, and it's been nothing but in and out of the hospital. I keep getting weak, weaker and weaker. Um, now, it's first we were having problems with hearing things in the house with a grown man crying underneath the house and scratching and thumping on the walls. And Angel, Angel, can I ask you another question? Um, uh-huh. The person snapped your neck, is is that person still around? Is that person still yes, in the household? Yes. No. He is? No, he's, no, he's not? No, he's not. No. He is okay, no longer okay. around. Okay, well, if, if these things are still happening, they're, they're, to me, it, it, my impression is there's still some type of, of evil influence that's happening somewhere in your immediate space. Um, again, I apologize for interrupting, but... Um, no, no, that's that's what this panel is for tonight. That's what roundtables do. Go right ahead. Right, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I understand exactly where you're going with this, uh, Archbishop Paul. And I, you know, as far as having something negative in your surroundings there, I let me do another question also, if I may, real quick. And Angel, is this person still living or are they deceased? No, he's still living. Okay, but he's not anywhere around you. No, no, no. He's just out walking around like nothing ever happened. Hmm. What she's got going on in her house is a completely different situation. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's a continue ongoing, continuing trying to get at her. Angel is a sensitive. I think she forgot to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 
I like to kind of okay. clear that up a little bit too about being sensitive in my position real quickly on that. I believe people are intuitive is the term that I like to use if, if you understand what I'm saying about being intuitive. Uh, I know Darlene, uh, you wrote a blog about it as I kind of, you know, discussed with you about being in, intuitive and so on. Mm-hmm. So I know Darlene knows where I'm coming from on that, but I'm not sure a lot of people do, but, uh, yeah, so I understand sensitive and, and how that can play. Uh, as you get in tune to your surroundings, you get more and more involved with it. You know, you're, it's on your mind. It becomes in your subconscious when you're asleep. Um, and uh, so I know that these types of things run into a lot of things, and I know Archbishop Ron Fowler will agree with this, but it can run into things such as uh, oppression, uh, but there's another thing that I, I want to talk about that you probably almost never hear. It's it's a topic that lately, this past year, I've really started talking about it, and it's called obsession, okay? And obsession, in my opinion, plays a very big part in oppression because obsession, and it doesn't mean like, hey, I'm, I'm obsessed with this, I'm, it's on my mind every five seconds. It don't have to be. And uh, so... Yeah, with that said, um, I'll get back to uh, Angel Martin and Archbishop Ron Fowler as he was talking with Angel Martin here. Well, well if, if I may, I'd like to say one other thing. And yeah. in response to, uh, to Marsha, he was uh, giving her input as well. Um, my approach is cause and effect. And I always start the approach from the very beginning. That is, the uh, from the very conception of, of where... Uh, these things started to physically take place, and also within the immediate environment of the individual. The cause and effect, to me, is a very strong, strong approach to to take in anything that we do, especially the paranormal. You have to always find out from the very beginning what took place. When was the first uh, manifestation of of these happening from within the area? And... um, so, so my approach basically would be uh, trying to get more earlier information opposed to what's happening right now. Because what's happening right now is a residual effect from what happened in the very beginning. So the beginning is, is, is again, this is my own opinion, but I think, uh, excuse me, the beginning is exactly where we have to start looking first. And then, uh, like a surgeon, with a scalpel, start uh, peeling the layers off one at a time until we could find the root of of where this all took place. Does that make any sense? You're right. No, I yes. agree with you. Yes. I do too. Yes. Actually, when this happened, I, ha- I had an amnesia. I've forgotten quite a bit of my earlier life, and it's just now starting to come back into pieces. Um, yeah. It's, um, I don't know if it all really started going downhill when I went into the respiratory failure because I saw myself look at myself in this face I will never forget. Angel, may I ask you a question um, about about what what was your life like before this horrible incident took place? 
what, what, what were your activities and, and what were you involved in? And how did you find yourself in this place where this terrible evil person was who attacked you? Um, what exactly happened in, in that, if I'm not getting too personal, but I'm just in, in basically wanting to, to find out what, how were you before everything took place? You mean before I broke my neck and... Exactly, exactly. Were you sensitive then? Did, did you have an intuitive uh, sense about you? Were you a spiritual person? Were you a godly person? What, what, what kind of activities were you involved in? What kind of people did you hang out with? And, and you know, I'm just, again, I'm just putting that out there just for to, to get some kind of foundation as to um, where the cause and effect had, had first initiated. I was very spiritual. I tried to surround myself with more people that were like me. I knew that things were different. I could sense things from, like I said, from 12 years old and up. I knew if there was something trying to get my attention. I knew if something needed my help, I always tried to help. Um, I just surrounded myself with people that were like me because only my mother understood. My father, he didn't really understand. I, I couldn't really talk to him about it. But did you think you were a happy child? That you had a happy, happy life, I mean, as a rule? No. My parents divorced when I was eight years old. And that's when my grandmother, the trailer that I was at, that's when she passed away. Um, the only good thing that happened when I was eight years old was my brother was born. And then from then on, it was living in a divorced childhood. Nope. And Angel, my first impression is... Uh, is that you suffered so much trauma when you were eight years old, and as a result, it made you it made you very very weak in regards to your defenses. And this is what Satan try to use. He'll try to use a a autonomic target person defenseless. And as a result, as you got older, no doubt things were things just simply developed. Yes. Um... How did you know you were you were? How did you know that you had the ability to to sense other things around you where most people are totally oblivious to? Actually, I didn't know what it was. I just knew I had it. And when I went to my mother, because I would notice my mother would pick up on things, and she was the one that pretty much guided me through. And okay, so this was something that was passed down from your parents? Uh, yes. Was this a family trait that was passed down? Yes. Okay, now this gift, you know, to me, again, I, I go with the, uh, and, and I don't mean to get anybody upset, but I, I like to find out exactly where this gift first originated from. Do you have any ancestors that you know that may have been involved in the black arts? That I wondered myself. I believe that my, my grandmother, who was the Cherokee Indian, I believe that my grandfather did. You know, I, I don't want to interrupt you again, uh, but 
and I think Darling might be able to come to my assistance, and I may be wrong, but I know Darling did some recent research. It's paranormal research yeah. that's supposed to do. Yeah. Well, is- um, I'm just wondering where your grandmother was from originally. Is she originally from Canada, uh, Kentucky? You know? No, they were in West Virginia. They lived in West Virginia. and West Virginia, okay. Yes. She, um, my great-grandfather, he was the white man, and she was the Indian. And okay. I believe he was from Lincoln County, West Virginia. Okay, we can look that way. up. Cause it, it probably has some significance that way, too. Um, yeah, as far as... um. You know the witchcraft and the uh, Indians. Um, there are witches in the Indian, you know, um, tribes, and generally the Indians don't talk about anybody that does any kind of dark arts, because you know the the negative brings the negative. So you probably wouldn't even know if um, they were into that. Aren't you part Indian as well? Um, I am, but um. My yes. influence isn't from that. Hers, she's Indian, though, right? I'm part. You, part. you can't really, I mean, I'm, I've, I'm kind of dark-complected, but not that dark. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you can see it or not. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing, over the over the phone like this, you know, you really can't tell what shade anyone is. So That's it's true. kind of interesting. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Angel, did you tell them the good news? This is Joe Eater. Did you tell him the good news, Angel? I'm, I have full feeling back. She's going to walk. She's going to walk is what the situation is. She's going to sit there. The doctors are baffled. They can't believe that uh, she's getting feelings back into her legs. And I guess the therapy, within a year, she's going to walk. Yes, yeah, she is. Like, like me and her discussed it when I, was, I first uh, started taking her case. That uh, she is going to, she is going to walk, and uh, she's a wonderful woman. She is a seer. God has given her a gift, and she's going to use the gift. And the demonic entities are trying to stop that, so she doesn't help people down the road. That's the reason why I think they've been she's been plagued most of her life from these things is because they want to destroy her and try to take her away from a wonderful gift that she has to be able to help people that she's going to help. Yes. And, and I didn't mean to interrupt or interject, but I've been listening to this conversation for a while and I and Bishop made an excellent, excellent observation as far as from the beginning of origin and how it all started. And I think when she got kicked and thrown through the room in a boot on her uh, on her person was to show that the demon was trying to show dominance, that he was going to try to destroy her or take over her life and control her. Anytime that he, something that early in a, in a young child's life, to me, I think it's just trying to show it's dominance when it tries. And that much strength and that much power for it to throw her across the room is you're dealing with something really, really nasty. And I think on the, on the, on the opposite coin, it could have used, wanted to use her as a weapon to destroy individuals. So it, it could probably go either way. But knowing her wonderful, caring nature that she has and the wonderful impact that she does with people and how she touches them, uh, I think that she's going to be for God. And... Um, one more I like to thing I like to say is, what a wonderful individual 
to have been through what she's been through and not hate, but turn around and love people. Right. I agree. Yeah. And, you I know, and I... Right. Let me, go ahead. Okay, my, my hand is raised because I like to ask a question <laughs> and make a statement. Uh, first of all, that's wonderful news. Um, but God has given us this brain, and we are, this brain is so capable of doing amazing things. And your particular attitude and the way you look at life makes a major difference in terms of a physical change of your of, of, of the you know of the outer self, if you will. So keep yourself in a positive frame of mind all the time, and it's extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wanted to make a, a mention of two things. First of all, um, the environment that you were in. Uh, prior to to this trauma that occurred, is it pretty much the same type of environment? Are you in the same house? Are you in around the same surroundings? Uh, and if so, how long have you lived in that house? And does that house have any type of history? Uh, or do you know any of this? No, I am not in the same house. I am uh, actually living with my daughters and uh, <clears throat> grandchildren and my son-in-law and this is miles away from the place that this happened to me Um, okay okay there is um, a lot of indian history though there was a lot of mounds that date back ten thousand years so you know and some of those mounds have been destroyed in fact i think one of them is recently being destroyed so who's to say Yes, there's actually have a a very interesting history, a very spiritual history, and um, and like in any religion, if you will, if any denomination, there are good and bad skeletons in in every closet, especially in the way one worships, Um, and and so as a result, you know, it's it's mindful to to acknowledge that fact. Uh, You make very strong faith. Uh, upbringing, but things happen in the world. We share the world with evil, and as a result, we're all targets. And uh, if we do something um, that allows the demonic uh, an opening for an approach and even an attack, then it is going to happen. So so after saying that, um, and and again, I don't mean to be too wordy about this, I'm just going to simply say that depending as to how you treated yourself in regards to this gift and how did you use this gift and and was was the attention uh, always been uh, on you or on other people um and and also do you believe in god yes i do i believe in god wholeheartedly and i tried to pretty much keep the attention off of myself and help others um I didn't want to stand out because of my gifts. Uh, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Your gift, your gift in the most purest form, and given to you by God Himself, is a wonderful thing that you should embrace and you should use and utilize, especially to help uh, as many people as you can. Uh, that I believe that's our purpose in life. Our mission in life is to help our fellow man. And just think, if everyone had that mindset, there'd be no wars, there'd be no conflicts. Uh, just think, if that, that would be such a wonderful concept. But I, myself, I have said in the past, I have been cursed. Uh, my curse has been God has given me an, a, a double dose of empathy. 
And I say that because I used to look at it as a curse. I could look at a person and I could feel the pain they're going through. I could feel the trauma that they've been going through just by looking in their eyes. I've always had this, this ability. And I've used to call it, it's a curse because I'd get sucked up into someone's emotions. And as a result, it would, it would throw me farther back instead of me proceeding forward to, to actually do something constructive. And so, I'll, but then it's now in my later years, I realized that it's not a curse from God, it's a gift. And this gift, I'm able to, to use my discernment in a, in a more deeper level where I could feel the individual's pain and see it in their face and in their eyes. Now, I could, so I'm, I'm sharing this with you to let you know that this is not a unique thing. We all have the ability that you have, but how you use that ability, now that's going to be the important factor. Okay, you cannot ignore the fact that it is a gift, and if it is a gift, what do you do with the gift? Well, the best way to do this, no cliche, it's better to give than receive. Well, in this case, you have a gift, and it was already given to you. So what you need to do is you need to start giving it out and, and, and showing, people, um, showing people the light of all your efforts through your natural gifts. And I try to do that. I am also an empath. I, I can read people, actually. I can pretty much do it by the tone of their voice, by their picture. Um, I can pick up on so many things, and I do understand what you're talking about there. As far as giving and helping, that's that's what I try to do. I try to help people. I try to treat them the way I want to be treated. I try to do right by them as I want them to do right by me. Well, um we have been trying to get to Angel's home to uh, do a blessing and exorcism of the expulsion of the entity from her, but her health has been uh, stopping us from being able to go over there. And once her health is back on track and and she's you know to the point that she's strong enough, and I believe she'll probably be walking at that time, um, this thing will be out of her life. And she'll and she'll get to she'll get to where she needs to be, and start helping others. And the bishop is right. Um, we all have this ability. Uh, there's been cases where people have healed themselves to uh, will of their mind, and that's that's very very possible. And environment does have an impact on psychological behavior, uh, condition and response type of thing. Uh, but the behavior of her has been through her life that she's been having stopping, stumbling blocks. Each time she could take one step, I think she got two steps back. And I think when she really was going to do, go somewhere, that I think that the entity that is connected to her influenced the ex-husband to a, almost to kill her. And I think that didn't work. So now she's going to come back to walking and going to be inspiration for others. How wonderful is that? We need to start helping people, as I've said before. 
Yes. We need to stop, and like with Marsha, you know, the minute she, uh, hi, Marsha, I'm sorry. That's uh, okay. Sweet. I'm agreeing I, I with you. I didn't get a chance to, 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 to say hi there, but, you know, with Marsha, she has some, such an empathy with people, and the minute uh, somebody needs help, she'll either contact me or somebody else. But I think it's an honor for even Marsha to contact me and say, look, Joe, Aww. this person needs help, and I'll stop what I'm doing, and I will help that person. And uh, I, I, I commend everybody here that is on this show because, like I've explained before, it, this is not an easy topic, to, even no. today. No. But it's, it's, brought, it's brought out of the closet and stuff like that. And people have to realize that, you know, uh, people like bishops, people like me, uh, people like Marsha, Evans, uh, the other young lady there, all of us come across people's paths at different times, even the, and the bishop too, that w- we need to help. And empathy is a big part to yeah. emphasize with somebody. It's, it's very, very important because then you can relate to that individual situation and in that way you can probably help that person in that situation. Well, I'll tell you, you know, what, what I did, what little thing I did. I not only I made sure Angel had a lot of blessed items around her, but um, lately what we've been working on is visualization. And I told her, we're going shopping. Yes. And she's going to walk with me, and we're going shopping. Yes, mm. So that picture I want her to keep in her mind. Yeah, and Marsha loves shopping. Let me I love you. shopping. <laughs> 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 shopping. Mm. Speaking of shopping, I got a present from Evelyn Becker the other day, and I couldn't keep it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I finished your chaplet. It's on its way tomorrow. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just like teasing Marsha. Oh. Yeah, Marsha decided to start sending random stuff to people. I, okay. <laughs> I have been mailing like eight to ten a day. So I've got them all over my kitchen, and I messed up two, only two, I hope. I sent a book to Evan and a chaplet to a girl. The girl was supposed to get the book, and Evan was supposed to get the chaplet. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I truly believe this, though, all joking aside. Rosary's chaplet, blessed beads, blessed items go to people they're supposed to go to. This yeah. woman, this woman so she needed got what that. She needed. <laughs> yeah, she needed the chaplet. So, and I'm yeah. making you another one, Evan. So you're gonna get it. <laughs> it's your story, and you're sticking to it. I am. It. Yeah. I think it sounds better. <laughs> yeah. Oh my 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 my. She's been she's been giving away uh, a blessed chaplet every day now for now for over a month. Uh, to people who feel blessed. She, all she asks the question is, why do you feel we blessed? We need to talk about that. Yes. And she picks one and she gives, sends them a chaplet. And uh, She's making me broke, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hush. They it's are only so money. beautiful, though. Yeah, well, it's, it's only really money. to keep uh, competing with everybody for those because they're so pretty. I got <laughs> sick and tired of the drama and the complaining and everybody going, I ache today, I hurt today, I hate my job, blah, 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 blah. And I said, enough. This is just horrible. So I make them start their day off with telling me what they feel blessed about. I don't oh. care if it's, you know, the shoes fit good, whatever. Just tell me what you feel blessed about. 
And um, it, it, they're doing it more and more and more, and it's a happy thing. It's making people think positively. Yes. Now, I, I personally, I personally love the chaplets because they're actually one decade of the rosary, and our Father and Ten Hail Marys. Very easy to keep in your pocket. Right. And yeah. now that I can't drive, if Marcia has to go to the, to the <laughs> store, I, 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 no, no, I'm serious. I can sit there and I can say the chaplet very quickly. And a lot of times people won't say the rosary because they don't. They feel they don't have the proper time. A chaplet, you can say a decade, and uh, and carry it with you. You can carry it with you, yeah. and uh, I, I I love them so. Uh, but anyway, back to Angel. That that was my point. That's what uh, I've been working with her on too, and I think everybody's contributed. And Angel is a very strong lady. She's well, she said the Indian side. Maybe we can do something that way because I can relate to that, and maybe we can there you get go. help there. Yes, yes. You know, I, so some of it might be connected. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. And uh, Angel, I've even talked about what she feels is there, and I think it's a combination. I think it's stuff she's brought with her mm-hmm. through her life plus what was there in the house already, um, not evil, but being disrupted by the other being controlled. So she's kind of getting a double whammy there. And yeah. And right now, I don't know if um, who to direct this to, but I don't understand. I'm, I woke up, and I am black, and I'm blue, and the doctor's... Say I'm bleeding on the inside of my tissues. I've had blood transfusions, um, but these marks and these bruises are getting deeper and more. And I just I don't understand. Don't give in to them. You're not going to no. give in to no, them. No. no. Oh no, I will not. That's one thing. That's why I will not let it in. I think that's why it's happening so much on the outside instead of inside. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's trying to, uh, what the entity is probably trying to do. See, I feel, this is my opinion there, with uh, the, the demonic entities, with your situation there, I think it's more like a, it's it's more of a psychological deterrent to try to, to put you into fear base. And, what they're trying to do is they're trying to, you know, get you to give up. You know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm still having bruises. Oh, this is still happening. This is, but it will cease. I, I, I assure you of that. It will cease because. Uh, so is this Joe? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I never really met you, and so I, I don't really know anything about you. Um, are you an investigator? No, I'm an um, I'm an ordained minister and demonologist and paranormal investigator. I see. Well, you have a lot of titles. I, I you know, I I have to tell you that um, that um, in in my personal point of view is I never jump the gun and identify anything as a demon unless I see proof myself and I see the actual demon in the physical manifestation. Now that's well, just that's, me. But, well, that's but, but, okay. But, but, Okay, yeah. I understand that you. That, but uh, my a different but, situation. But, I, I know I've I know what it is just from her describing what, and what she's been through and everything else. So I don't really. That's, that's why I'm different from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. I'm I'm I'm. I, I, I'm yeah, I understand. The thing is, I, I hate to speculate 
and say, well, I'm sure it's a demon. We don't know if it's a demon. I mean, I don't know because I don't know her. You know her. And maybe right. you've been around her and maybe you've seen the actions that I haven't seen. So you probably right. have more of an insight than I do. Right, right, so, right. To me, this is well, yeah, you're right. You're right, Bishop. I mean, you're, you're totally right. I, I've known her for some time. We've done the, we've done the interviews. We've done the investigation. Um, Kelly Spurlock is also a wonderful, uh, another seer. Uh, Wesley, now, so we have we have done an interview and we have done the investigation. And I'm, I I do not jump to conclusions right off that it's a demon. There's there's got to be circumstances there to prove that. that there's a the sight of that situation. That Joe, right. have you been, Joe, have you been to that location? Have I been to the location? Yeah. No, no, I have not been to the location. Okay, then uh, to me that's kind of being presumptuous. Then well, how can it be scary? How can it be for? How can it be that way when you know I I've talked to her and we've we've you know because I've done it and I've already. Predicted that you know we already talked and related that I was going to say she's going to walk and now she's going to walk, and she's being bruised and attacked, and she's smelling things and it's cold, and it's to me it has been a demonic entity because of the well, past um, experiences well, I've gone through. Well, well, Joe, let me say this, okay? Um, to, uh, you know, to me, uh, I'm a skeptic, and I'm probably the biggest skeptic there ever was ever was of around. I have to make sure that there's no medical explanation for this condition. I have to make sure that if something is happening or something's taking place, that there isn't, uh, or rather there is an identifying reason as to why it's taking place. Um, but um, I try to, and, and, and I have an organization, as you may or may not know, I, I tell my investigators, okay, never jump the gun. Never jump to conclusions. Wait until an exorcism even is not even done for three or four months until we have uh, um, investigated and, and have all the evidence uh, in place, and then we have the medical and psychological, and we make sure that we're dealing with something uh, that's just you know not just a, a, a person that is saying that they have these problems, but we have to know their problems do truly exist because if they don't, and you do an exorcism. You could throw that person further into their psychosis. They could commit suicide. And I have seen cases where people jump the gun because they're not following a, a protocol. So I, I understand you have a history with her. And so that's, you know, you obviously have more knowledge in regards to her case. But, you know, I, I'm just saying from, from an outsider, you know, just looking in for the very first time, um, mm. my impression is that I would want to see physical proof that that what is taking place i'd like to examine the cause and effect and then i'd like to put uh, a label on it as to or even a classification as to what it truly is because if we're talking about a true demonic uh situation then you should have physical proof uh you should have medical reports that say that that there's no reason for this condition that you should have things in the scientific community that will confirm that what you're suspecting is accurate because without that proof without the evidence then you have no idea what you're dealing with and, and well, I agree just, with that that's the reason why we do an interview and we go over there and we get the evidence and we do the investigation last thing I want to do is an exorcism on that situation but I don't do any I don't do that until I know for sure what I'm dealing with 
So I'm pretty sure what we're dealing with here is a, is a, a demonic entity from everything that, you know, we talked to her about and interviewed and stuff like that. And you could go to her location and this person could be experiencing those phenomena and nothing's happening in the home. And yes, I wouldn't do anything, first of all, unless the doctors would, that she's physically and mentally and psychologically ready to take any undertaking of that type of situation. I would never put anybody through that type of situation, first of all. I would go all the bases like you do. Let me say something here real quick since we're okay. on this topic here. Um, I, I'm concerned here. I, I'm hearing, and, and I mean no disrespect whatsoever, Joe, but you're talking about doing exorcisms here, and you're saying that you believe there's a demon there. How can you exorcise a demon if you don't even know what the demon is, do you not realize that there are hierarchies of demons that have thousands of, of, of followers under each demon, and each demon has a purpose and a said name? How would you even begin to prepare for an exorcism um, not knowing how do, who you're doing how with? Do you, Evan, how do, in the first place, how do you know? But the name that you've been given is the correct one. Because we do know demons lie. So how would you even know if it even gave you a name, first of all, if it okay, wasn't true? Can I put in for a second? I'll let on this one final. I think he's the most yeah. qualified to discuss this. However, let, me just, let me just say one thing. Very important before I forget. I'm an old man, you see, and I forget things real quick. So let me say this real quick to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, um we don't go truly by and put all our credence in a name. We go by the personality, the behavior of the demon. Each demon has a, their own unique personality. Just like we, as human beings, we have our different personalities, and, and we have different capabilities, and we have different talents. The demonic has been around since the beginning of time, and they, in essence, they formed a personality. So each demonic image, each demonic entity has a personality. So when I do an assessment, and when we're talking about, and I feel this is a genuine case of demonic possession, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look and study the behavior of the individual, what the individual went through, what the physical manifestations of the individual is in terms of skin texture, in, in terms of, of hair color, eye, eye changing, uh, anything like that. I, I look for these signs. But, but even before I do that, I identify the demon based on their behavior. And so that's how I identify. Again, this is just me. You know, I've only been doing this for like 36 years, so I don't really know a whole lot. <laughs> but I know a little bit to say, a little bit to say that, that you do not judge anything unless you see for yourself and you have hard, concrete evidence. The last piece of evidence that I will not put any credence in, is when the victim tells you that they're possessed. Because if the, if the, if the victim is possessed, they're not going to tell you they're possessed. The demonic would not allow them to. And so as a result, the demonic wants to hide itself deep in that person. It's not going to want to reveal itself. So when the person who's hosting the demonic, uh, their personality alters because there's a demonic entity in them, and you wouldn't be able to even have a decent conversation with them. Because it's not about you, it's about destroying and tearing up this poor individual from the inside out. And keeping that 
Uh, there's a whole lot of things involved in this entire scenario. Anyway, that's my two cents. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to put my two cents in here, too, since um, a different do. perspective than uh, the Archbishop here. Um, you know, I have to disagree with Joe, too, because I've seen a lot just with Indian spirits and, um, you know, the belief system that I grew up in. And, um, you know, spirits can sometimes be um, very evil, you know, seeming. You know, they can do things. So how would you know? I mean, I, I think that there still needs to be more investigation into that, and I don't think you can make any assumptions just because it seems bad. I mean, I'm not saying that Angel's telling stories at all, and I, I really believe her, but there's so much more that goes into that. So yeah, I, I didn't want to play devil's advocate, Joe, but if you were so positive, and I believe you are, that it's demonic, then wouldn't this be like your house is on fire? Let's get there and get rid of it? Well, as I, okay, as I explained before, Okay, we have tried. I have tried. We've tried to get over there, but her health won't permit it because of the way that her situation is. And I, uh, and I'm explaining from my gift that from past experiences that I've helped with other people, that when I do an exorcism with people, that I name it and then it's gone. And then when that when that thing is gone, then the person is completely a different person than they were before. And, that, and have not returned back to that person that they were before. So I'm only going by my past experiences of people that I've dealt in the past. Sure. And and I understand. I, I, it may it, it's hard to explain because mine is a gift, and God called me to do this, and I I have done this. Marsha can attest yes. to that. May I, may I raise my hand once again and say one other thing? And, Joe, this has no reflection on you. I hope you know this. This has nothing to do with you, okay? I have clients. I have clients that come to us who have problems with demonic attachments. And these individuals, not just your average Joe, we're talking about people who have, quote, unquote, had called themselves and identified themselves as exorcists. And as a result, it went through some kind of ritual, and as a result, Something went wrong, and as and, and and as a result, they have the the actual demonic uh, problem that the that the person they were trying to help. Um, this is the kind of work that we do, as you know, and I hope you know. This is a calling from God, and you need the the, the proper training, the proper support. You need a, a, a whole system in place, uh, just like a surgeon would would perform an operation. He has a procedure he has to follow. He has to become sterile. He has to make sure his instruments are sterile. He has to make every person in the operating room has their own job to do, and they do it as a team. And since they have, each person has a protocol to follow uh, for the one aim to, to alleviate the problem, it uh, has to be done even uh, in demonic investigation. This is what we're all about. This is what we do. And, and so it's, it's, very, it's very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous to try to take on something. Again, nothing to do with you, Joe. No reflection on you. I'm just saying in general. It's very no reflection. I've done it. I know what you're talking okay. about. I, yeah. I've, okay. gone, I've gone through that schooling that you've talked about. I just explained what I, my credentials are. I, I'm a certified ordained yeah, minister. I, I, I'm a demonologist. Yeah, I've done studies no. for years. I no, understand Joe, what Joe, you're saying. I understand. I understand, Joe. I understand you have lots of experience and you have a lot of titles and a lot of credentials, and that's fine. But that doesn't mean anything. I'm not, talking, I, about, I, I, I'm not it's, talking about credentials. I'm not talking about experience. I'm not talking about years. I'm not, uh, you're talking about I need, I need to go to this place. 
What I'm talking about is this is a serious nature. This is not a game. Right. Are you right it's or very serious? serious. This is a serious nature, and a person's life could be uh, jeopardized as a result if the protocol is not followed. Again, please, Joe, don't take it. Uh, yeah, no, I understand. I want to. I want to put my two cents worth in because I love all of you, and and I really do. You you guys know this, and the, see the thing is we've got a group of people here who are very dedicated, who are very truthful in their hearts, and they. I know what both of you do. And so, yeah, there may be a little bit difference of opinion here, and that's okay. But that you are both so awesome. You are both so giving of your time, of yourself, of your health. You have both faced things that have hurt you personally. And we do have a panel of people here that truly want to help Angel and mm-hmm. many, many others. Um, mm-hmm. I know both of you go out, you know, don't ask for a dime, and the purpose is to help that person. And that's your only goal, that's what's in your heart, and that's what, you know, the only purpose you have. And I, you know, I think we got a little bit off because I do know Joe, he does check things out over and over and over. It isn't a quick assumption, and, and I did want to make that clear. And, you know, I I just think both of you are two of the most giving people I've ever met. Well, I oh. have to say one thing. I have to say one thing, and I have to disagree with you. Uh, I am nobody special. Um, oh, you are I, too. I, no, I'm not. And, and I will... Oh. I will uh, I will not show you all my credentials and tell you how many years uh, that I have earned these credentials because I'm not going to do that because it's not about me. It never has been. It's never been right. about you, Joe. It's never been right. about your credentials or your experience. It's never been about right. you. It's about this girl, Angel. And mm-hmm. what I'm saying from, a, from, a, uh, from a, a, a very analytical approach is that we cannot jump to conclusions unless we have all right. facts. All right. I, I agree with you. I agree. I, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, he won't do that. Yeah, okay. that's the reason why we haven't. Right, I, I agree, but uh, it's it's hard to explain. But but you're right on that end. You're 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 very right on that end. I would never go into a, a situation or an exorcism unless I know for a fact that that person can handle it. In fact, that, that all the all the things are in check. You are correct in that. But with angel situation, with angel situation there, the way we've talked and, and done and done interviews with her and tr- and getting ready to go over there and help her, I I only know from from helping her and, and through God what was what was been instructed. And the first the first healing aspect was she is going to walk. She is going to have feeling back into her leg legs and she is going to be whole at, at one at, at time in her life that at one time she wasn't and then in the future she's going to be whole I mean I'm only going by what my experience is right and Bishop you, you are right you're in a situation that, that works for you I'm coming up mine's a radical situation and it's hard to explain but yes it, it's not about the credentials it's not about uh, what's going on it's about the person that you're helping and that you uh, and that you do the result that you end up helping her and resolving the problem with her. You're right. Not every case is a demonic case. You're right. 
But when it is one, when it is one, that's when you have to put, you're right, that's when you have to be, everything has to be in check, and you have to be very, very careful of the person that you're helping that is going to be okay when it comes out the other end. Joe, you know, it doesn't have to be a demonic, it doesn't have to be demonic, it can be a malevolency that is just as equally bad as something demonic. And so that's why we question the fact about demonic, and that's why I haven't stated to uh, Angel Martin that, you know, I feel it's demonic because I don't know. Um, and there is a fine border between malevolency and, and demonic infestation. It's, it's right. a huge, you know, and it's very difficult to tell until you're actually there. That's right. when you start to perform that exorcism. Right, right. But that people well, don't know. Well, you yeah, okay. Or how deep that exorcism is going to go until you're in it. And I think Paul, Archbishop Paul, can shed a little light on that. I know he's no stranger to doing exorcisms. I remember him telling me about an exorcism he had that almost took his life. And so if we could just reflect for just a few minutes with Archbishop Ron Fowl on the part about just recently, I think it was uh, around a year ago or thereabouts, where he had such an attack that it almost took his life. I'd like to have Phil just describe a little bit about that incident, if you would, Archbishop. Oh, I don't mind. I look at it as a testimony to the reality of what we're dealing with. Um, this is not uh, something that is fabricated, but something real. Um, we all heard the stories of paranormal investigators having scratches mysteriously appear on the surface of the skin, or, or some people may claim bite marks or burns or so on. Um, all those things are very possible and could possibly happen, but there always has to be a cause and effect. There has to be a beginning, the origin of such a thing. I found myself in a situation where the household was deeply involved in the black arts and like premises was used for human sacrifices many, many hundreds of years ago. As a result, I was walking into a den of evil, evil from the very first point of entry. You could smell the sulfur throughout the house. You could hear the banging on the walls and on the second floor when there's nobody up there. Um, these were obviously outward manifestations of something that is referred to as a real demonic infestation. As we walked into the house, these things were happening. Understand, this point of, of discovery only happened after the pre-investigation, the actual investigation of the people in the household, the house itself, and all the other things. We had to make sure we had the actually um, the detailed information about about the origins of where this first took place, whether it was a hundred years ago or a couple hundred years ago, we need to have facts. When we have these facts, then we can rule on these facts, and we, it will also it will also show us as to what action we should take. Here I am. I'm in the uh, of the room, and I have a, a team of about eight, nine, ten, nine people. Uh, I think eight men and two women. Uh, and as a result, they were all praying as I was in the center of the room. At that particular time, I'm reading a ritual, and as I am, I felt an invisible two-by-four strike me on my left side, three consecutive blows, like bam, bam, bam. 
Now, some people will say, well, you know, the th- number three is, is very profound. You know, it, it signifies, you know, the suffering of Christ. It signifies uh, the Trinity. It signifies lots of things. Numbers, in my particular point of view, are numbers, okay? It is what it is. But what is also happening is a physical sensation when you're struck, uh, in my case, three times on my left side. I felt the shortness of breath. I, I barely could catch my breath. I, I was perspiring like crazy. And one of the men, one of the team leaders outside the circle, his hand started ripping open, literally ripping open, and everyone is a witness to this, from the wrist all the way down to his forearm, to the elbow. His, his, his skin just simply separated, and he started bleeding for no apparent reason. There were no other lesions there prior to this actual episode. But that's what's happening in the outside of the circle because the, if you want to call it the energy that was coming or being radiated from the center of that, uh, of that circle was so strong and, and, and the magnitude was just so incredible that people around were just feeling the intensity of the heat that was just being generated from the center. Um, I'll make a long story short. Uh, we left the premises uh, following day, um, I had the pain and the shortness of breath. Went to my family physician. Um, he suggested I have a, um, a chest X-ray, a blood test, and even a CAT scan. I, um, I, I in the hospital. I was there, and I got to tell you, a lot of my Facebook friends they called me while I was in the hospital, wishing me uh, to get well and, and cards. And I, and I love these guys. You know, we got the best friends in, on Facebook. Anyway, that's another story. Um, anyway, the, after the x-rays, I was in the hospital for intensive care for 30 days. 30 days. And after three operations, while I was there, uh, they discovered a sac, two-liter blood of sac around my heart. This is where the impact of that invisible two-by-four struck me on the side. And I have a physician, most, in fact, this is just a month ago, who confirmed, who was looking at my medical uh, charts, and confirming as to what this took place a year and a half ago. So he was looking at my medical charts, and and I'm still feeling the residual from that from that attack. I might add, but but let me get back to the story. Um, um, I'm in the hospital, and they removed two liters of blood around my heart. At that point, um, they all the doctors had no idea what led me to this condition, none whatsoever. It took a year and a half for me to find a doctor to look through my medical charts. And, and come up with the conclusion after I told him the story. He said, now that explains everything. I could see where a, a sac, a two-liter blood sac around your heart could develop by, as a result of having a physical, something physically strike you. Um, and this was a physical strike, though it was done by a spiritual entity, and the object was invisible as well. Um, very frightening. I almost died. Uh, I was in the hospital, had three operations. I was in oxygen for, oh, I'd say at least a week. I had tubes coming out of my chest. Um, is the demonic real? I have to say yes. Can he attack you and physically hurt you? I have to say yes, too. Um, though he will prefer to enter your mind through demonic oppression and wear you down to a point where you will feel like committing suicide uh, on your own as a form of release. But, so, but it has happened where a physical attack is done, especially when a person who is called the exorcist, and he's performing a ritual. Um, this is very much very real and does happen. 
Anyway, that's my story. <laughs> I think I wrote yeah. it on Did you? Bishop, I commend you for, uh, and, and everybody that I've talked to, you know, you know, even we disagree, that, that's fine. Still inspiring, and 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 you've inspired me um, to great heights that I I can't even explain. But did you guys try to pray before you guys went into the situation for some sort of protection or something from the uh, the demon attacking you guys? Did you do some sort of uh, prayer um, well, or maybe pray? I'll, I'll, or? I'll ask you a question by saying that we never do. Any investigation, unless we pray outside the premises before entering, that's part okay. of our That's okay. part of our protocol. But let me ask okay. you this. Let me say this. I'm familiar with the armed services, the, the, the army that's, uh, that's in front of the enemy. Now, you're going to have the soldier that will have the weapon. They will have a rifle. They will have a helmet. They will have the gear to be uh, ready for combat. And when the enemy attacks, one, two, or many of our soldiers will fall even with a helmet, even with a rifle, even with the right attire. reason mm-hmm. being is, right. all that mm-hmm. is important, but understand, even with the right preparation, the prayers outside the premises, the prayers inside the premises, having sacramentals, holy water, holy oil, salt, mm-hmm. bless, even having all these elements, you can still get hurt. And as a result, mm-hmm. this is exactly what took place. Sure okay. can. Hey, not, not to change the subject, you guys, but I want to get back to the angel story here so we can uh, allow her to finish a little bit more of yes, what you yes. were talking about. Can I do one do. thing really quick? I'm finding yes. this really strange, uh, not good strange, that so many people who have been attacked and it's through the heart. Mm-hmm. And that in it's, I'm hearing this more and more and more. And is there a connection there? Does anybody... Scientifically uh, speaking, and even some uh, theologians agree, that uh, for many years it was always thought that the soul is implanted in the brain. The soul can be found somewhere in one of the chambers in the brain. But it's only come to reason now that it's not the brain. The soul, the heart. the very essence of the spirit, is the heart. Mm-hmm. That, muscle, that is the center of your being. Right. The muscle mm-hmm. is the right. center of your being all the heart, and that's where your personality may stem, not the brain. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. been very mistaken for many years, but there are many theologians that believe that soul, spirit, the essence of a person is right. in the heart and the brain. Okay. Is, is there some pictures where Christ is uh, is showing his heart, and you can you can see it visually with the, with the pictures of some of the, the Christ pictures that he's, he's, he's pointing to the heart? Right. As as a center of of all the of the center of the of the spiritual being, so yes, I I agree with that. Also, the re, they attacked our. I've always thought it was the heart. Also, that. Uh, no, I always. Well, because yeah, yeah, that's what I've I've always thought it was the heart. Also, I just thought, wonder if anybody. I you know I'm a little slow here, but it just, not. <laughs> it just seems like <laughs> I'm hearing a lot. No, you're and very intelligent. I agree with that. So many yeah, I, people. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Angel, um, sorry, I know we uh, went off a little bit there, um, hmm. but that's what this panel was for to get our opinions out there and so forth. And so let's get back to you, please, Angel. Okay, um, going to the heart. December twentieth, I had a mild heart attack. That was ten days before, or five days before my birthday, which was Christmas Day. 
Um, and I'm just wondering because the doctors can't figure out where I'm bleeding from, and mm. I've had to already have two blood transfusions. I'm just wondering what your all's input is on what could be happening to me because I do have the outside markings. I do have things that the doctors have even, they even gave me a, they uh, wanted to call in the family. They called in a pastor. They they called in everybody. And the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on either. Well, I'm going to throw something in, uh, in the ring that to me is rather obvious. Um, everybody here probably on this panel has had experience with uh Entities interrupting energy. Right. Yeah. You, you said your dryer went on and off, and I, I've talked to people who TV goes on and off. Uh, it sucks the batteries out of camcorders. Uh, it loves energy. Well, the center of our energy, and I've had three heart attacks, so I, I pretty much know, is your heart. Right. That's where your energy lies. And, and if it's going to suck your energy out, it, it's much like... Uh, when I get on programs, I'm probably going to scold a number of investigators because uh, investigators frequently take people and they, we're going to take you into this haunted place and we're going to give you a, a tour, okay? They never ask anybody, Are you? do you have a pacemaker? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let it suck the batteries wow. out of uh, your pacemaker and that person is going to find out about a week later when they have an event and they die. Uh, so, you know, anytime you go through... To any place that's supposedly right. occupied, you don't right. want to take someone with you that's got a pacemaker. Ed, Ed, or, Ed, that, yes, Ed very good, very good point. You said wasn't that a Balisco house that uh, the guy that there was an old man who uh, fixed it up and it's it's really extremely haunted and it's you know a, a lot of people have had bad experiences there. Um, I think one. One individual, something happened to him recently or something, had a heart attack or something happened to him. But I agree with you. They know this place is bad, really right. bad. Right. Yet they're pay, you know, you pay me and I'll let you experience it and I'll, and I'll let you go through the house. And you're right. You could have a bad heart. You could have psychologically you're not stable to some degree. There could be some sort of ailment with you that could be exacerbated because of going into that environment. Well, yes. right, right before this show, I had to hang up on a call. I was helping a fellow, but he, he he was going through a cemetery. He was telling me about the amazing EVPs he had. He said he went to an old cemetery, and he went from grave to grave asking what the names are, and the name of the person on the headstone came back to him. And And I told him, I said, that's all a bunch of bull. I said, you were dealing with one strong entity that was walking around with you. You know, you wanted a name, it gave you the name. Uh, people like to play with these things, and I'm the biggest coward in the world, so no, Joe, I, I wouldn't do your job, and I especially if I bow to you, I wouldn't do your job, because I, I felt some presence in my youth I don't ever want to feel again. And, uh, no, I don't, I don't condone these people going into places that are occupied. No, I think they should be liable. I think they should be liable, because how dare they... First of all, make money off the dead and, and expose the situation. And then, you know, knowingly, they know it's a bad uh, location. Right. And yet, they were bringing people into these homes and then our, our buildings or a graveyard or whatever the area is really bad. 
and then uh, they go through this field, this electrical field, and it, and it can, like I said, it can change them. It can do things to them. Sure. What if it follows you home? Yeah. Uh, has everybody is everybody hearing what we're hearing? Do you realize that we're all being they're they're trying as if we speak to keep us all apart. And oh, yeah. to not get That's this right. done. Yeah, there's been well, a lot of activity over the phone tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will, I will say, Marsha, I will say this for everybody on this panel tonight. I know we argue and maybe we had a difference of opinion. But I you know, I respect everybody's opinion on this panel. Oh and sure. I understand where and I understand where they're coming from. But yes, aren't we aren't we going for the same goal? To help yes. somebody. That, yes. That's the main thing we're trying to do. And and I am not above as far as learning from somebody because we always are constantly learning. Oh, goodness. No, yes. I agree with you, Joe. And, and it's always been my saying, and I tell my children, you know, you don't argue with people. <laughs> if two people have the same opinion on everything, then one of them is not necessary. <laughs> so, right. you know, a difference of opinion is always educational one way or another. And right. it should never right. be a negative, I, no. I think. No. Right. No. And we, you know, we're, we all are going to get, we, our goal is to get Angel up and get her back to well, her life because she is. has a lot to do. She has a lot of people uh-huh. to help. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, so, uh, okay, Angel, back to you again, please. Uh, continue with, with what you were saying. There. I know we go in and out, but uh, it, it kind of. The way it is on this show sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's that's quite all right. I just wanted everybody's input on what they thought was happening with me. As far as spiritually, it's not going to get me. No. It's doing it on the outside, and yeah. I'm just wondering why it it continuing and the doctors can't figure it out and why I keep getting so sick I just wonder what I can do to stop it Um, may I say something here yeah please do okay um, I think what's happening is you're experiencing something we refer to as life you're experiencing something that we all have to go through when we feel the the pounding of life. Life is a very painful process. So yeah. sometimes walking in the dark will stump our toe on a piece of furniture. And believe me, it seems like all hell has just fallen on us as a result of the pain. <laughs> we all have pain that we're going through. Angel, it's very important for you to believe me when I say that you have to get yourself together mentally. You have to say to yourself that I am going and do something wonderful when I become fully myself and fully well. I'm going to uh, complete my mission in life. I want you to keep a positive attitude all the time. Don't dwell on the fact that you know that that maybe one part of your body may not be healing as quickly as you'd like it. That's okay. All part of the progression of life. Just let it happen. But be positive mentally and keep saying to yourself that you have a goal. And you have a mission in life, and that is to get well so you could help other people. And if you do that, something amazing will happen. It will actually happen. It will actually take place because it's no longer about you. It's about the people around you that you want to help. Does that make any sense? Yes, it sure does. 
That's why I'm always trying to help somebody else. I would rather help somebody else than help myself. Yeah, don't 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 put yourself. Um, don't make it about you. Make it about the people around you who love you, who care about you. You need to get well for them. You need to get well so they could be happy and feel joy once again in their lives when they That's see you change from from being ill to being whole again. Okay, with that in okay, understand that there are a lot of people that love you, a lot of people that care about you. Yes. People who never even met you physically, but they know of you. They're all all of them have these positive thoughts about your well being. And understand that this is all facts. What I'm stating is the absolute truth, and I'm sure everyone who hears my voice on this panel will agree that we all want the best for you. Definitely. Thank you very much. That that really means the world to me. And that is my goal, to get better and to be with my children and my grandchildren. And I want to be able to live as long as I can and be with them and love them and do nothing but be there for them. That is my goal is to get well and be there for them. Keep, keep God in the loop also. Uh, let him share what you're going through. He already knows what you're going through, but just make it. Just make a point of having a dialogue with him on a daily basis. And by doing so, your belief system will be strengthened by your weakness. Uh, and that itself could be a blessing. Yes, I can. I do that. I do every single day. Yes, she does. Yeah, I so believe. I so believe that. Yeah. I as well. Angel, I've talked about that, and that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. We've so, pretty close, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. And it's going to happen. She knows that. I've told her that, and I won't accept anything less. So, I'm stubborn <laughs> that way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm. It's always good to be positive. It's not always good to be positive. Everybody knows I have my times why I'm not positive. We all no. know. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's the thing when, when he's being uh, grumpy out there, he usually has that positive side. You just don't hear his voice when he's grumping. Uh, then, then you got to do what Marcia does to me every year. I get my distemper shot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know he's in another room you, right now. I'm sorry. You <laughs> told me uh, there was no shot for me. <laughs> now, I don't take it from anybody. Evan will call here and sit there and yak for two hours, and I won't take it from him either. So too many good people. I just won't accept that, and and it's just and it is a stubbornness. But I won't. I can't stand it when I when I meet really good people and mm-hmm. know that their hearts are good and their souls are good, and but they've kind of gotten off track a little bit. And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, you just want to take them and yank them back on the track. <laughs> you know. well, 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 you know, well, you know, there's no manual on being a human being. No. And when you're born, there's no instructions of of how to be one. But when I, my 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 feeling is, when I was talking to a friend of mine, that was you know same perplexed situation. He was you know asking about life, which we all do. And I said, well, it's like building a house. I said, first of all, you, you know, you get the land, you prepare it, 
and then you get the foundation, which is your flooring, and then you get the walls, and then you get the ceiling, and then you get the the roof, and then the inside, and you build the whole house. Right. And you take care of that house. It's almost the same thing with the human body. You know, I think all of us are heroes to get up every day with this type of situation. That, And you're right. We have the good and the bad. And sometimes when the bad hits us, we can't even get back up. But we do get back up. Some people yeah. never get back up. They stay that, They stay down. <clears throat> Excuse me. But you have to look at Angel's uh, situation right now. Uh, she has gotten better. Yes. I mean, I know she's had a little bit of, little bit of setbacks. But she is getting better. And, 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 you know, it, it's really, it, like I said, it's about her tonight. It's about talking about her and about what she's been through. And she's also inspirational to us because she's explaining, she's, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's happening to me. But I do know that with the hope of an endeavor of us being human beings, that we will succeed one day and being truly connected and reunited with God. That's right. And 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 that that's the most important thing. I mean, just to get up in the morning, I get up in the morning, I say, hello, God, I love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, angels. I love you, yep. saints. I love you, heaven. Everybody have a good day. Yep. You know, and that's the relationship that God wants. He wants that intimate relationship, a one-on-one of you talking to him. You know, and Angel, and, and I know you keep saying, well, I don't know, but I do know that one day I will be whole. Yes. And, we, and you know, you've been, you, and, and, and Bishop's right, you, you, you're going through a, a, a physical trauma to your body, and you're healing. And maybe that's the signs of healing, you know. Doctors don't know everything, and, 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 but also put also your, your, your faith in God, and he'll, and he'll get you through. You know, that's true. I know. As all the time, you'll say, Who are you talking to? And I said, God. He didn't say anything. <laughs> I just walk around talking. You know, it's just, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think that, that uh, he wants to hear from us. I think it's okay. Well, they're taking God, they're taking God out of everything. You know, the courts, you know, the schools. You can't yeah. talk about Jesus anymore. It's not politically correct. I hate you it. You know, I mean, yeah. what's going on here? It's, it's it's just bizarre behavior. Yeah. You know, and and stuff like that. But you know, we're all learning every day. That's 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 the cool part about it. You know, we're well, learning from I each know other. for a fact that Angel is a extremely. She, you are a very sensitive person, and she is a very spiritual person. She's a wonderful human being. Yeah. She's a very inspiring human being. Oh, you yeah. can't get any better than that. No, no. Aww. And I want you to believe it. That's the thing. Right? Yes, I do. Okay. I mean, she she's helped me. I mean, I, I, had, a, I had a problem with perplexing some problems, and I couldn't believe it. She blew me out of the water. I said, thank God. I said, I'm so happy that I met you, and you're you're helping me now, you know? Let me help you, you know? I think if we all help each other, it's beneficial. I mean, all of us as paranormal or investigators, you know, put our differences aside and learn from each other and say, look, what what can you teach me? What can I teach you, you know? You're preaching the choir because I've been saying that for a couple right. of years now. I'm, I'm still trying it. You know, I can learn a lot from the bishop. Yeah. You know, I, I can learn a lot, and I'm not denying that. You know, I'll just explain. I have a, all I know is I have a gift, and it's and and it works. 
and I'm and I'm and I've been studying it and learning it and stuff like that. And 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 Bishop probably will agree. We learn up until we die. We don't know have all the answers. God does. Right. We're just stumbling along trying to trying to fix it. No, I agree. It's it's hard, and yeah. uh, it's hard to see people hurt. I mean that that hurts. Well, people don't want to get involved anymore. They're scared. Yeah, and it just you I know. hate I hate it. I hate seeing people hurt. I hate seeing Angel hurt because, you know, it's such a kind, gentle person. And he's like, that's not fair. <laughs> Don't do that to her. But, you know, life isn't fair. And I No, it isn't. But, it, you know, but it's a gift, you know. Yeah. Well, life, is, life is just your perception of it. Understand, life is wonderful. It's beautiful. It's loving. It's also frightening. It's horrifying. It's painful. It's very involved. Mixture of all things, all of these emotions, that whole life is a gift, and this is a gift that we have, and we should try to do our best to live each day. Are you here listening, Angel? Live each day, each minute of the day as if it was your last, and thank mm-hmm. God for every second that you're able to breathe and open your mm-hmm. eyes in the morning. This is what I do. I do Amen to that. I agree with that 100%. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah. You got to live life to the fullest. In fact, I remember my, oh gosh, this is going back in elementary school. That's been a while since I think I had a, yeah, I've had a 30-year reunion. Good grief. Uh, But I still remember what I used to tell people, live life to the fullest and reach for the stars. was my sign-off slogan when I signed the yearbook back in grade school. Just saying. But uh, let's get back to Angel here as we getting down with, you know, crush time for the show. We've been on for a little over an hour and a half already. Uh, but I want to I wanna hear a little bit more about Angel as we, as we progress a little further here. So, uh, again, back to you, please, Angel. Okay. Um... How about we ask her a question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um so what's been going on more recently, Angel, besides your health? And, you know, are you still experiencing a lot of uh, sounds and uh, haunting activity? It's I have, but it's pretty much died down. It's more so towards me and not towards the house. Okay. Um, what about the kids? Leaving them alone? Yes, they're doing better. Okay. Well, we got that (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yeah. What I wanted to mention is why we're all paranormal researchers in a sense, or why why has nobody offered to mail Angel an EMF detector to see if there are high EMF levels in her house or around the property and the walls? I'm not saying that that's an excuse for the paranormal phenomena, uh, but it can sure be a big contributing cause. So my question is, why have we not sent Angel Martin an EMF detector? They're 19 bucks, guys, and, and they do work. They will tell you if there's a high EMF level. Um, and by gosh, I have some, so Angel, I'm going to be sending you one. And, and I want you just to turn it on in certain areas and see what kind of levels it reads. And then get back to me. Because I'm curious to see if there's any really, really high levels of EMF with, on the property, inside the, you know, your house, 
what have you. Okay, I'm sure there is. I know there is. Um, the people that lived here before us would come home, and they said the cabinet doors would all be open, and they. So it was haunted before you moved in, too. Yes. Okay. Okay, see, that's another thing right there. So if it was haunted, then you might take what happened before and say, okay, well, that might be something new. And then you have the incoming, the present, and you say, oh, so this has happened before I moved in, so is it residual? Is there oh, something is it connected? Or is the next question. <laughs> I'm bringing myself in as something that followed and coming into something that was already there. So that makes it even stronger. Right. Well, yes. I think it was. Angel's got, got a double whammy going because she walked into a situation where there was already an entity there. And I, for her and I talking, it sort of seems like this entity is being controlled by and being made worse by what was brought in with her. And I think that there may be two different things here, but I think one might clear up if the... If the other is treated. Yeah. And because uh, we, we talked, and she's pretty sure that it's uh, male. And uh, you, she, you, what did you say, Angel, at one time? It tried to pull your hair back. And, yes. But not not in a bad. I mean, it was not violent or. Yeah. The spirit that's there, you mean, is male. Mm-hmm. Or the one that came with her. Um, I don't know about the one that came with. I don't think the one that came with her is male or female. I okay. think it's uh, pure nasty energy, and I don't think it ever was human. But what's there, what what she was feeling was a male that um, had lived in the house and possibly um, his wife died or something happened to that's keeping him there. He's sort of looking for her. But I think it's he's being controlled by this thing too. And so it's sort of making it a little more active than it was possibly for the people before. I know, Angel, you said you were concerned about your grandchildren, but that's sort of stopped now, so they're not bothering them. No, I've hung the rosaries Good. in the room. and it To put the like medals under the mattress. Yeah, I sent her some blessed St. Michael medals and, and uh-huh. some rosaries and stuff um, that she could put around and display and just, you know... I don't know if it helps or not, but any time I feel anything, I just say, you know, this is a house of God, and you're not welcome here. Mm-hmm. Leave. I do the same thing. And Marsha, uh, uh, I like to say something to you. Um, you're so gifted, and and you sent me a rosary, and it was just so beautiful. Oh well, thank I you. I want to tell you something. Your work is your legacy. When you're gone, those rosaries are going to be in someone's hands who will be praying each feed. And that is your wonderful legacy. 
How lucky you are. <laughs> well, he like, gave me that gift, that honesty. It came to Ed, and, and <laughs> you know, that got started, and then God just said, no, you're not done. He just kept sending me these pictures in my head and a little pushing until I do it, and then I also, he kind of lets me know who's supposed to have them. So that's okay, just, you're going to make me cry. I've gotten so <laughs> no, 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 no. There is no one anywhere. It's not it's not me. I tell everybody that this is the love of God you're feeling. And that is what's in there. And it's God's love. And that's all it is. And but that's a wonderful thing and people can hold it and feel and sort of go there. You know, you just I don't know I don't want to use the word meditation because I don't think you have to do that. You just have to sort of put yourself there and open yourself up and say, I'm ready to feel this. You know, I want to feel your love. I want to feel you talk to me. I want to feel you beside me. And will. And it, it sounds very simplistic. And I guess maybe it is. I don't know. You just have to really want it. And you do. So. Yes. There's, yeah. a great, there's a great comfort there. In our house, we have... Uh, it's, they're, they're not obnoxious and overwhelming. But we have uh, blessed items in every room and a crucifix over every doorway and uh, even small so that people you know not so people really notice them but the house we consider it uh, a sanctuary you know nothing bad belongs here and that's how we feel that uh and we do get travelers so now and then then we'll get a traveler that'll let us know it's here but we know it's not a bad thing we don't pay attention to it uh, because nothing bad can come into this house and angel, I mean, that's what I my recommendation would be is to sanctify your your domain, because uh, Archbishop can can give his opinion on this. I'd value it, in fact. But I kind of feel that you know demons don't go to, go to church, and make your home a church. You know, a a, a place that uh, is is only good. That's right. Uh-huh. Demons cannot live in the house of God. And God with God I mean, dwelling in the home, they can't Okay. Um where I live, I, I live in a church. This is what I have is, is unbelievable. I have uh, right now I have three huge crucifix. I have statues all over the place. I have um I have over a hundred relics. I um and, and as a result of I have uh, so many sacred things. But yet, even with all those things, I still feel the presence of evil. Before I do an exorcism, um, and the Reverend Mother Susan can tell you the same thing because she sees it too, we see shadow elements. We see the shadow entities just trying to get our attention away from, from our meditating, from our getting ready for the, for the next day for that ritual. Right. They're always watching. They're always around us. Yes. This church that I live in, okay, believe me, has seen many things, many supernatural things. And the spirits roam. Um, your place becomes special when you have holy relics, when you have religious articles. But understand, the first thing the demonic is going to attack are those religious items. They will destroy them. Anything that's that's in their presence, they want to destroy them, and they want to totally, completely um, 
make it such a file action that that and, and they shove it in your face and they say, "Look, I have the power. I could do this. Mm-hmm. I can destroy everything that you hold sacred and dear to you. I could destroy that. You know how powerful is your God if He lets me do this? Well, the real answer and the real the real issue about this is it's not so much as to how many relics or how many crucifixes or how many religious things you have in your house. But the real issue is how often do you use them? How often how often do you stand in front of each cross of your house and pray? How how, how have you dedicated uh, all the religious things you have in your house uh and the only way to do it is to have interaction with each and, and I know this is way out there, but the point is that you put your faith into action by using the relic, by using the crosses you have in your house and you pray in front of them, and you show the demonic how powerful you truly are and how powerful your God is. And as a result, we're safe if you just keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. And he, even when I send something to someone, I hold it and pray first and ask God to show this person and help this person in whatever it is that they need. And it's, it, but you're right. You, you have to have God inside of you. You have to, you have to know it, feel it, and it has to be a part of you. And it, I know Angel is, so I'm not worried about that part because she's very, very strong spiritually. And um, I don't want to talk about you like you're not there, Angel. <laughs> well, Angel is always so quiet. We just forget she's even on the show, yeah. you know. Uh, but don't worry. Uh, I'm pretty sure after Angel hanging around with us for a few more months, <laughs> she'll be uh, quite vocal. <laughs> well, I've been around. Uh, I used to be quieter, wasn't I? Yeah. yeah. That's okay. <laughs> But yeah. uh, Angel, Angel, can I say something, Angel, to you? Uh-huh. Um, if you don't mind, um, okay. would you mind taking my email address down? This is my direct email. It goes directly to me. Could you just remember, write this down somewhere? Write down info at ghostterminators.com. And would you please give me an update in regards to your condition? And I will tell you that um, we will have your name uh, given to the Reverend Mother Susan, who heads up the Order of St. Hilda. She has a bunch of prayer warriors worldwide, and and we will pray for you. And um, so if you could uh, just drop me a line, okay, and and give me a progress report every so often um, and understand that you're being prayed for from around the world. Well, thank you. Okay? Yes, um... Is there any way, because I have a hard time writing my... I've I'll, I'll take care of it, Angel. I'll get it to okay. you. Okay. Okay, I've only got I'm one. Say I really... would do that, too, so... <laughs> See, you got two secretaries here. We'll both do it. All right, I know Evan is going to be booting us a little bit, so I'm going to say oh. goodnight, and uh, God bless each and every one of you. <laughs> I, uh, I've enjoyed myself. And uh, anybody who wants to reach me is at www.edwinbecker.com. And with that, thank you, Evan, for having me on. Hey, thank you for coming on. And that's thank author you. Becker, author Edwin. Bless you, Ed. 
Um, appreciate him coming on the show. I appreciate everybody that's taking their time out of their daily lives. Yes, thank you. That was nice. Come on the show. Uh, I appreciate Joe. Uh, thank you. Handling yourself in a very professional manner in the way you did. Much respect and prompts to you. Uh, I know you thank came you, under sir. fire a little bit. That's all right. And we all did. We all <laughs> believe different things. Uh, but right. in all actuality, we're here for the same thing. Yeah, with well, that, you know, if I can uh, get Joe's uh, email address too, uh, you know, I can give yeah. him some of the things I've witnessed and stuff, so he understands where I'm coming from, or you know, yeah, anybody else. Sure. I think, uh, so. Joe, yes. could you tell us your uh, email address and and please post on our show's page too your information, <laughs> who you are, what you do, uh, oh. all that stuff. It's all welcome. Okay, and we appreciate it greatly. Okay, well, um, the only thing that, you know, my, my wife's calling the bed there. She's like the secretary. But um, I'll tell you what, uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, and it's under Joe Eder, E-D-E-R. And uh, that way, if you, need, you know, you guys need to post something or if I, you know, if I, I can reach you that way, you know, you can, you can send me the email. Um, there's another okay. email that you guys can reach me at. It's, it's my wife's, it's the 535 at msn.com. All right. Cool. Okay. Okay. And, if uh, anybody needs to get, everybody's got me on their Facebook and I've right. got Joe. So if right. anybody doesn't get all this, just contact me and I'll connect everybody. Cool. Very good. Very good. We'll put Marsha in the, the hot seat there. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thank you as well for coming on. The show was supposed to have been done at about 10 after 7, but, you know, I'm a yeah. firm believer. When a show is in progress, you just don't kill it because you feel like killing the show. So uh, with that said, I, again, I just want to thank everybody. Thank you, Darlene, for coming on. And uh, I want to send some apologies to Judy. I know she... Uh, wasn't available by phone today, and uh, something happened with uh, your Comcast. So Wi-Fi uh, cut out on her, so she Aww. couldn't even hear the show. So yeah. Aww. So and also, yeah, that was something intentional, and she can replay it and hear the show. To know. Yeah. Right. In order for me to cycle it, then I have to lose mine, so you can't. Well, no, no, no. We'll get no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, what you do is hi, Judy. Judy. No. <laughs> well, I, also, I also like I also like to say that uh, Wesley couldn't be on tonight. Um, he had a situation that came up uh, that was important, and he's very, very uh, uh, sorry that he couldn't make it on the show. That he really wanted to be on there, but uh, he's a, he's he's. He's an investigator of mine and, and very professional and uh, just an all-round awesome dude. And uh, so I like to put that in that uh, that he was trying to be on tonight and he couldn't make it. So, yeah, uh, and he forgot to tell us that you would be there. So, you know, I was actually uh, mad at him. <laughs> I am too. Well, actually, I want to thank that. everybody. Wesley will always be a friend, but uh, I was a little taken back. And, and here's the thing, and I'll just mention it. Uh, you know, I'm a stickler. When I invite somebody to come on as a show guest and I promote their work, there's really no options as to, hey, I'll call in 40 minutes late or whatever. I'll be there when I can get there. Mm. I'm, a real, I'm a real dick. 
when it comes to that. And, and well, I, I, understand, I, understand, I understand that, but there's circumstances that happen, and you have to allow that to, life to take happens. place there. Right. So, exactly. I mean, I understand that. I mean, if he, he could have called in later, but I, I don't know why, but for some reason I, I guess he, he couldn't do it. But when he, if that wouldn't have happened, he would have been on the show. He does keep okay. his word, but there was a situation that he could not, he had to take care of it there. So I'm kind of, you know, and doing his behalf tonight also. So uh, I just want to put that in there that, you know, you have to give circumstances that people, it does happen. I understand your situation. I was taken back because as the producer of the show, I think I have a right to know when that guest was not coming on the show. I did not Mm -hmm. know up until I asked him, hey, are you on for the show tonight? Mm -hmm. Um, And that was my only complaint that I had Mm -hmm. at the time. So, well, there might have been a misunderstanding too. So, I mean, that's that happens. That's no misunderstanding. Let's just not let's not even go there. The actual, we're all good. Let's not end well, this on a bad note. <laughs> you know, he couldn't make I've it on. Doing, he, you know, he couldn't make I've it on. I've been doing so. radio show for a very long time. I've been extremely oh. successful at producing radio shows. I'm not. Uh, a guy I understand that. And, you know. Well, I'm just saying. That, you know, you know what? It was a good show, anyway. Yeah, that's, that's just like, drop it. I mean, yeah. no, there's no need to go there. No, so, it was a very know. good show, and yeah. I hope we. I'll, hope. I'll explain my situation. I'm not going to explain it no more, but that, I understand. I understand both sides. So. Right. I want to say something too. I want to thank everyone for being here for me and trying to help me through all of this. Uh, you don't know. How much? Oh, anytime, sweetie. We're still here for you. That's right. From the bottom of my heart, I love each and every one of you. Uh, we love you too. And we're so yeah, It's so yeah. cool that you can. You inspired us so much. Beyond words, we really have. You inspire us every day. Yes. So I mean, that's that's another gift too. That's pretty cool. So. I mean, to bring us all together and talk, that, that's pretty cool, too. So, I mean, we all have a difference of opinion, you know. But we're all achieving the same goal, so, you know. Anyways, I think it's great that, that Bishop's going to get a lot of people to pray because that also will help. That's been a, that's been a scientific fact that does make a difference. Prayer it. does make a difference Yes. in people's lives. It really does. Yes, it does. It goes a so. long way. Oh, honey, we'll do whatever we can for you. You know that. I know. Gonna get me crying, and that's uh-huh. gonna, you don't want to do that. <laughs> I'll just call you after the show. Yeah, well, that's that's the main that's the main point is is you know coming off feeling better, so then we achieve something tonight. <clears throat> I just I just wanted to mention that. If you need to get through to Archbishop, also um, his link is also on Ed's website, so that's another way you can go. Okay. And the link's already there, but I'll get that to you anyway. So don't worry about it. Okay. All right. Look. With that said, you guys, we've all had our opinions. Is <laughs> <laughs> funny tonight? You know. Um, can I say one more thing? Do I have time to say one thing? Okay. Um, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'll make it real quick, real quick. There's an old cliche there's an old cliche that I'm sure we're all familiar with. Um 
opinions are like buttholes. We all have one. <laughs> but what makes our union really special is that we have a common goal to help someone who may need our help, such as Angel. And I want to say that may God bless each of you, you too, Angel, and thank, thank you. you for really caring. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can I say something here too? I, I just want people to understand that you know, a little controversy is fine. It yeah. really is, and that's how. Oh yeah. And, and you know, really, there's no big deal here. No, so, we all know, love I'm... each other, and we all respect each other. And that's mm-hmm. the main thing. So. So, you know, with that, I guess we can uh, say good night to everybody, and thank you all for right. everybody coming on. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome, everybody. Take care. So long. We'll see you on the next show. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. God bless, everybody. Night. Yeah, good, good night, night everybody. Love you, Angel. Night. Night, Angel. Night, everybody. Bye. Good night.